Southern California, yeah. Born and raised our DNA, laughing, cry to what we say. We hit you with that wordplay. Four, zero, five, three. What episode are we on? D, they feeling like baby zombies, all dressed in Abercrombie. So Cal DNA coming in live, eight o'clock on a Wednesday night. COVID got you sitting inside, why not sip one and free your mind? Cheap thrills, popping pills, that cash, spend it fast. Listen to all of those lies as Arjun act like he's surprised. Spend it fast. That's, that's got to be my best uh, or my favorite line of yours uh, lately. I think I'm going to start quoting you on that one, especially whenever we have these bets that we do. It's tough. You know, the, the, the funny thing is it's my, my least authentic line ever. <laughs> like going back to everything that I've written ever in my whole life. I've never even rapped like that before. It is only for the purpose of this podcast because of the joke involved, right? Because what's the next line, right? The next line after that is something like, uh, uh, listen to all of Don's lines mm-hmm. as Arjun act like he's surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm always acting like I'm learning things from you when really I know all the answers. <laughs> It's just playing mm. the same situations over and over again. Mm. But I humor you. I entertain you. Mm. I give you some time to shine. You know? mm. try, try to be the nice guy a little mm. bit. Try to be nice. Mm. <laughs> um, so a lot of things going on these days. Uh, and, and there's so many places we can start. We can talk about Biden's first 100 days. We can talk about uh, your boy Trump and what, what he's up to. Whoa. Uh, we can talk about a lot of different things. But I think the most you know, interesting out of all the current events so far is what's happening with the stock market. Now, unfortunately, I haven't been as active in Wall Street as I used to be earlier, I guess not earlier this year, but in 2020. Um, But something kind of wild has been going on this past week where uh, GameStop, out of all the companies in the world, GameStop has been being uh, has been pumped and dumped. I think it's a phrase that's been going on, pumping and dumping. <clears throat> that's when you invest heavily. Like tons and tons of people are investing heavily in stuff to drive it. Hold on, up. And hold on then, sorry. Pumping and dumping is like what women do when they're pregnant and lactating and they've drank alcohol and they that milk is no longer good because the alcohol's in the milk. That's pump and dump. Well, clearly you spend a lot of time in the lactation period. I think more in terms <laughs> of fertility. <laughs> you first, there you go. There you go. Yes, red, red, red dresses everywhere. Red dresses. Now, I, I think uh, it, it is an interesting phenomenon that's been happening, and I think it's spurred on by all these Reddit investors, these Robinhood investors. Essentially, they're the younger demographics who have a little bit of a little bit of discretionary income, to say the least, mm-hmm. and they're able to just, you know make the market do things that it's never done before and make a very volatile situation mm-hmm. and invest in these brick and mortar stores that aren't really that meaningful anymore and even companies like amc who have been hemorrhaging money due to the pandemic all of a sudden you know they're a viable stock and it's still floating like you look at gamestop i think it went from like what in the single digits or something or a very, very low number to $300 plus per share yep. in like a span of a day or two. <clears throat> yeah, it became a Fortune 500 company overnight. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And so it, it begs the question, Don, do you think this is okay? Like, should this be allowed in the stock market? Yeah. It's mm. a free market. As mm. long as you play by the rules, uh, which is questionable given that all these people kind of collaborate col- collaboratively colluded colluded basically right so to to make moves like that 
is a form of insider information. Um, granted, it, it's on a public forum, so that's questionable uh, whether or not that's private or public, uh, whatever it may be. But <clears throat> I think it should be allowable because it is a free market. If mm. these billionaires can move money as they see fit, and especially for people that short on stocks, which was uh, the case here for GameStop, to bet on a company to lose value for in order for you to gain monetary value frustrates me. Granted, there is a level of intelligence required to predict that. <clears throat> I don't like it when people bank on other people's losses for their own gains. I think that's a shady way of living. Isn't and, that how insurance companies make profit? Which is, yeah, but at the same time, they at least will offer you something in return if things go south. They protect you. Though we may not agree with the approaches to things, um, like I don't agree that insurance should be a forced um, subscription for some things, like having fire insurance for your house and things of that sort. Uh, that's a different story. When it comes to just strictly companies, where there's livelihoods on the line, right? If a company tanks, that means people will lose their jobs, unfortunately. Um, stockholders that have diversified funds invested in these companies will lose uh, part of their 401ks. And granted, it's pennies to some people, but it all adds up. And over time, this isn't the only company that is being shorted. It just so happened that um, these groups or this group on Reddit called Wall Street Bets was able to identify it and make it happen. I've never heard of a company <laughs> shorting like 80% of a company. It's weird. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what frustrates me. And am I mad that it happened? No, I'm quite frankly happy that it happened because it showcases that these uh, Wall Street guys don't really control the market. It should be a people's market. Yeah, but it's it's like, I think it's a flash in the pan at the end of the day. Um, I think even if you have more and more of these Redditors on Wall Street bets and more and more <clears> of these Robinhood investors pumping and dumping, as I like to say, <laughs> I, I don't think they have enough long-term control of the market to really make a significant difference for years to come. But then who does have they, control? Why, why, Street, why should we let Wall Street control everything? That's not the question I'm posing, though. The question I'm posing is, if you believe in a free market and you believe this is okay, you also accept that this isn't the norm, right? It's not. No, it's not. Um, and how do I say it? To, not to move on, but to at least move the conversation forward. Sure. And to build off of why I'm very frustrated at, or why I say that Wall Street controls all this and the big, basically black suit and tie guys control the markets. What happened to Robinhood and these smaller uh, trading platforms that the everyday Joe uses when all this went down? Let's they talk about Robinhood. What, what did Robinhood do? It shut down. Trading? It why shut do down. They, why do you think they did that well, to GameStop trading? They're going to say, oh, there was too much traffic going on and uh, there's too much trading going on for this one particular stock. There's too much movement going on. What does that mean, though? It means everybody's basically like all. Imagine. Um, what does that even mean? Like 
going to a library and then one particular book is checked out across the board and it's Robin Hood's job to get that book to people's hands that require it. They've quite frankly ran out of places to find it or easy places to identify and give that book to somebody. So I, it's almost like a bandwidth issue is what they're going to say. I don't think that's the case. Why should it be the case with our technology nowadays and how fast our um, <clears throat> platforms can communicate with each other? Almost mm-hmm. at a flake of an eye. And for them to, quote unquote, protect that one company or these big companies that are shorting, that's what it seems like it's doing. It's not letting the small players cash in on the big players' loss or lack of foresight. Unfortunate. So this, is a, this, this is the thing, though. I, I, I've always had the belief that the stock market is not a representation, a true representation of how the American economy is doing. I think the stock market is almost like its own entity that plays by its own rules. And yes, I agree. There is perhaps too much power that Wall Street has in determining you know, who really benefits the most from these transactions. <clears throat> yeah. But at the same time, I just wonder, you know, what is the long-term effect of this GameStop frenzy? Like, wh- is there going to be any legislative change? I, I don't for... know if it's going to get to that level. What I mm-hmm. think is going to happen, at least immediately, is these big companies, uh, these billionaire companies, are going to be a little bit more careful with how long they short stocks and how they set up these trades. Um, there's going to be some sort of protections made to possibly hide the movement, even though it can't or it shouldn't be. They could at least kind of like HIPAA with healthcare um, information, personal information. Mm-hmm. Sort of, there, there's already that hidden. You don't know who's shorting a stock. You just know what volume or how many of them are being shorted. Or there may be limits set. Right, because you don't want a whole company to be shorted. That's completely fucked, which I'm fine with. Regulation-wise, no. I think it's just one of those cases where House doesn't win. And unfortunately, House is mad, and House is going to do whatever it can to recoup that loss. Now, let's look at it from the other perspective. Instead of the hedge funds that you're referring to, I'm more interested in the the people who are investing in games sure. right now. I yeah, think they're, they're, they're just, honestly, they're trolls, which is fucking fantastic. Because there is no better way of downing a power suit guy than having some internet troll who lives in the basement of his mom's house um, basically rallying a group of people to destroy that hedge fund. Uh, Not all of them are trolls, right? Um, I'm on Reddit all the time. I I am a troll, though, so bad example. Um, It's everyday people, everyday Joes and Janes that wanted to gain a little bit of financial freedom with whatever free um, cash they had available to use while keeping a storefront in a booming industry, a dying storefront in a booming industry afloat. And I think it's a great story because GameStop is, well, because of other 
uh, online retailers, GameStop is slowly losing its steam. It's running out of coal. It's running out of coal. And all these everyday people said, hey, here's, uh, here's my cash. Use this as coal. And look at it now. So I think it's the, the smaller man looking out for smaller companies, relatively speaking. That's a great point, looking at it from the troll's perspective. Now, from my perspective, this is a missed opportunity. That was my first reaction. <laughs> I was just looking at it because I actually, I, I heard this from a colleague of mine. He was telling sure. me about this. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, Why, <laughs> why are people investing in GameStop? And they explained it to me. And I was like, well, damn, I should have invested in GameStop. Sure, sure. I should have at least thrown like a few bucks over there. Yeah. Because even a few bucks could mean a lot of profit now. Yeah. But since I didn't, it made me think, all right, how can I try to catch the next wave here? What can I do? And then I thought I had this idea. What if I just decided to really, really diversify my assets here? And let's say you take X amount of money and you put like, like, all that money in 10 shares of this, 10 shares of that, 10, just random stocks, random stocks. Really not not hoping to cash in on any one of them, but it's like the lottery. If this type of shit happens again for some other company, then boom, all of a sudden your 10 shares are worth like, are worth like 30x of that or, you know, 20x of that. And you can make a nice sizable profit. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my two cents on this because obviously I don't have the time. I don't have the luxury of time that other people do and you know check the e-trade or check the financials every single day i just simply don't so i have to plan ahead my strategy would be let's go ahead and take x amount of money invest a little bit here a little bit there a little bit there all these popular companies that maybe the kids will like to invest in all these trolls will like to invest in and you never know it may work out you you may you know get one lucky hitter and uh, you make 10x off of that one you know basically validating your whole experiment or nothing will be gained. You'll end up kind of breaking even at that. What do you think of that strategy? Uh, I didn't get most of it, but it's honestly just gambling at the end of the day. That's what we've learned in school. The markets are basically legalized gambling. So what you do when you enter the market, it's up to you. You have the freedom to make that decision as long as you're... No, 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 no. But, but wait, did, did you get my strategy, though? No, what's your strategy? Oh, did you miss it? Like, was it cut off in the... Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So what I'm saying is, say you have X amount of money, okay. and you decide to buy 10 shares of stock A, 10 shares of stock B, C, all the way down to Z, that you think may pop off. Sure. They're not doing too well. They're relatively cheap stocks, mm-hmm. and they don't have much movement either. But if this type of shit is happening with Wall Street bets and these other Redditors... You never know what the next one will be. So it's kind of like buying lottery tickets, right? Sure. But you buy lottery tickets knowing that you have a decent chance of maybe hitting it off on one of these companies because the kids will know about them, right? Sure. So that's my strategy. Like, Say you invest a little bit of money in each one, and maybe you strike it rich with one of them, justifying this whole experiment. <laughs> what do you think of that? How many? Let's say 10. Let's say no, 10. No, no, no. Like, how many companies are in the stock market? many 2800 and if you're gonna invest in 26 companies you're investing in 0.1 percent do you realize that's like an amazing chance of winning the lottery (laughs) of course of course but you're only investing a hundred dollars first off right so you you, you're not your return's not going to be that much 
especially if you spread it across 26 companies. But see, most, it is a company is getting calculated risk because think about it this way. I don't think these redditors, I don't think these redditors know 2700 of these companies. Which is uh, sure, sure. Or they at least heard of them. Sure. If you if you were to guess, let's say before this happened, if I were to say, Don, give me a list of let's say 50 companies sure. that you think possibly, mm-hmm. maybe there's a small chance these redditors will just go crazy on. Chances are. If you were to assess the situation, you'd put GameStop on there. I think yep. you would. Yeah. Why? Now, why? But why would you? Let's pause right there. Dying industry or dying storefront or dying uh, business ah. in a ah. booming, otherwise booming sector. Eh, what do you mean booming sector? Well, because technology, technology is always on the up and up. GameStop um, is not a technology. Yeah, stop. but it's under the video game industry, so. Under the entertainment industry, that's relatively booming, especially with the Sony's it's movement not, and Nintendo's really movement not, and Microsoft's movement. I I don't really count GameStop as the same category as Microsoft, though. GameStop is like a brick and mortar shop mostly. They do online sales, mm-hmm. but GameStop has been losing money for years, right? Uh, they have. But what is their product? They mostly sell video games. Mm-hmm. Do they sell software? No. Do they no. sell? Okay, you know, so our, our definition of tech it's, it's slightly different. So I'm more let's say entertainment. So yeah, entertainment isn't doing mm-hmm. well, Tom. No, no, no. Well, look video, at video games, entertainment. All right, so let's go a step lower then. Video game entertainment, which has been booming given COVID's restrictions on um, going out with the stay-at-home order, that is off and on what seems like eternity now. I think I think if you if you put GameStop in a category of all the stocks that aren't doing well over the last couple of years, not a couple of years, a couple of months, let's say, I think you could easily put it on the list of fifty, which you admitted, and so that effectively takes that twenty eight hundred number down to about let's say fifty or hundred stocks. So I think you could actually predict what these Wall Street betters are going to do next. These Wall okay. Street Reddit betters, sure. And I think that's not a bad idea, but my question is, is it actually going to happen again? I, I worry that with Robin Hood's mm. restrictions now, yeah. it's, it's making it difficult. Yeah, it's no, and I think difficult. there's a lot of people that are cashing out on Robin Hood. That's been the latest that I've heard, where Robin Hood's kind of freaking out because now yeah. everybody's pulling their money out. And rightfully so, because if you're going to restrict them on something that is pretty much a guaranteed gain at that point in time, uh, I'd be pissed if I were one of those people. Right, especially if you're about to hit the fucking um, green button to issue that buy option, right? Um, it'd be like, hey, I'm using Robinhood. I've heard great things about it. Nothing but great things prior to this, um, and it's available to everyone. It's free to use. Um, totally uh, good, nice, and uh, what's the right word? User-friendly interface um, compared to other. Um, interfaces they could use mm. of course now I, i'd leave it <clears throat> so i think what will happen it may not happen again in the stock market people are going to eventually flood into the crypto market because that's more readily available and it's a lot more lucrative and if people can all jump on ship if they realize jumping on ship at the same time can make money 
there are going to be people that will be at the forefront of that that know they can make money off of everybody else following them. It's an unfortunate yeah, I think, thing to I say. Think, speaking of crypto, I think Doggy Coin has yeah. been popping. Did you hear about that? <laughs> Yeah, I saw a couple think... streams. There were a couple people this morning. Uh, I was watching some Twitch highlights where some idiots basically put all their money into, uh, what is it, Doggy? Or Doggy? Yeah, yeah, doggy Coin. Doggy, doggy Coin. Yeah. And um, they went in when it was at its peak. And then when they realized that it was going back down, they're like, fuck. Like, you see this one guy just walk away from his computer and just starts chain-smoking a whole pack of cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think that's what's going to happen next. Uh, Or, honestly, I think it's it's actually just a fad right now. It's it's current. It's new. Um, With our generation's attention spans, they'll probably, you know, just laugh at this troll moment and look forward to the next troll moment. You know what's wild though? Like I'm looking at the, and I haven't looked at this until just now. I'm looking at GameStop's uh, one month history on the mm-hmm. ticker. It's garbage. Right? And well, you know, like let's say the first week of January, it was around like seventeen nineteen. So not as low as I thought, but seventeen nineteen, and then it stayed around there. Then all of a sudden, like around January eleventh, it started climbing a little bit. You know, it jumped actually quite a lot given its stature to thirty one. Sure. And then it kept climbing like to 39 and then to 43 so this was actually going on for some time like for a few days it's not like it just happened all of a sudden in one day but really the the largest magnitude shift was from like january 25th to 26 where it went from 76 to 150 and then to the 27th to 347 that was huge it added 200 dollars in one day yeah and then what blows my mind even further it dropped down to 193 on the 28th and then finally on the 29th it jumped up again why did it jump up again that is wild i don't know the specifics i think it's just one of those some people just cashed out or a lot of people little subsets of the groups like said hey let's cash out now the damage has been done um while as others kind of just you know rode rode along but see that that blows my mind. What it tells me there is, this effort was so successful that people actually invested when it was going down. Yeah, yeah. And those, unfortunately, I think what happened was those are from people that are a little bit uneducated, and they heard the news. Hey, buy GameStop, uh, buy GameStop. Um, you know, especially to those that don't read the news uh, or get the breaking headlines as they come. Uh, or those that do but just can't read it until later on in the day where it may be a little mm-hmm. too late uh, mm-hmm. where market activity has pretty much come to a standstill and it's all sales at that point okay so. i think i think i have a plan here i think amc <laughs> is what i'm gonna go with so fuck the strategy about 26 companies it's too late man it's too late no it's so, not it's not i really don't think so because look gamestop right now obviously after hours it's gonna go a little bit higher but 1326 right 1326 I think it's the perfect time. Sure, it started at like two bucks. I get that. I get that. I think as long as it's under like 15, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind taking a little wild ride down the uh, Reddit street. Well, you know, you know? Yeah, you're entitled. You're entitled to do it. You know, and uh, not that I work in finance or anything, but AMC is also a dying storefront too. So I get where you're going, but mm. Mm. I it's it's not the same case. No one's shorting this. There's no one to hurt 
no one to feel the ramifications of being an everyday person. There's no, um, what's the word? Not stimulus. There's no light at the end of the tunnel for these trolls to get off on, to do it. So, I mean, it's a good time maybe if you want to play the long term, right? How many, how many, how many hedge funds are shorting GameStop? Uh, let me see. GameStop stock. Well, I think they're all out now, but I thought it was only two. Okay, and when how many are shorting? You, you think nobody's shorting AMC? Well, you can't because it's a two. But, um, like, I just wonder, is that the only factor here? Because it's, I think... Go ahead, go ahead. No, because I think AMC is one of those situations where everybody knows the movie industry is fucked during the pandemic. Everybody knows that. Which so is what, weird, man. I thought they would pivot to digital already, but... I guess Netflix is signing everybody. So, well, they are they are pivoting to HBO Max. Warner Brothers is. Yeah, but that's not AMC. HBO is a totally separate um, entity. What are they doing as a company? Are oh no, gonna... but AMC can't do anything. The company is all about cinema. Oh, and that's why I thought they would pivot to digital. How do you pivot in like four months? <laughs> like, what do you? Hey, if uh, if Elon Musk can do it and showcase that his company that produces cars can do it i i think he is case in point in regards oh, to companies no pivot. it's not a four-month thing for him i think he's been planning these for years he has. Company, the yeah shit, all the different crap that he's working on spacex it's been in the works for many many years which is for amc i mean if you really think if you really think about amc they've been booming before the pandemic they were doing quite well yeah absolutely but i would at least argue it's the CEO's job to have that foresight that Elon has. No, that's that's a cop out. That's a cop out. No, it's not, I dude. Mean, you, you gotta have you gotta have exit strategies for your company. It is a cop out. It is a cop out because no CEO foresights pandemic. If you sure. can tell me one, if you okay, tell me no, one, no, no, if you well, give an example of one, let's say I'm a CEO of a company, my company is doing phenomenal. <laughs> not AMC, sure. not AMC, but my company is doing phenomenal. Are you telling me that I need to figure out? Oh. In the next two months, shit's gonna go south. Yeah, you're, well, gotta, you're gonna have to figure out exit opportunities or pivoting opportunities. Bro, it doesn't work that way when yeah, the pandemic. Yes, and, it does. And, and, it happened no. for my company with food. I no, wasn't able to not, serve food to the public. So what do you do? You join up with someone and join a local coalition in order to at least keep your company alive, rather no, than no, just say like, "I'm gonna wait for this shit to end and uh, I'll write up the start." You're more flexible than AMC because you don't have a chains of theaters all over the world that you're responsible for sure right so what do you do with that you can't pivot off of theaters uh-huh. yeah because even with the restaurant industry they when they tried pivoting at grocery stores that shit failed so <laughs> you see what i mean which you i get see what i mean well, but it's not know, that easy it's it, you it's can't not. just say ceos have the foresight to pivot that's the right no way no, no i'm not saying they have i'm saying they should have the foresight to at least be able to pivot no, like, see that, I think that's a cop-out because it's not realistic. In a pandemic, mm, if you're AMC, you really just have to cut your losses and hope that eventually the theaters will be packed again. Because look what's happening, right? Warner Brothers is going to HBO Max. Other studios, Disney, for instance, Marvel, they're just going to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So if you're in AMC's position, your primary focus excuse me, is catering toward the cinema-going audience 
you have your infrastructure, you have all your capital set up for that. It's really, really difficult to pivot if you're AMC. What you're really supposed to say here is, you are fucked. You're AMC. You are fucked. It's not about foresight. It's not about having the right CEO to think ahead. It's you are fucked, my friend. So that's why my point is, if you're these Wall Street bet companies, you just want to be like this, you know, you know I'm a Redditor. I just want to screw this whole system. I yeah. want to show that a company who's absolutely going nowhere yeah. and is going to get crushed by HBO, going to get crushed by Disney. <laughs> Let's pump up this stuff. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. cares if the hedge funds are hedging this stock or not? Let's pump it up and then take it to the moon. And I think that's why. That's my reasoning. $13, I think, is a very low buy-in. How much are you going to put in? I haven't decided yet. I'll have to see what it's going for on Monday. Because there's a chance that on Monday morning, Whenever the fuck I wake up, it'll be at thirty or thirty-five. Then yeah. I'll be like, eh, okay. Well, I, I think what happens is uh, everybody's already uh, left the platforms and they got what they wanted. They taught them a lesson and cashed out on billionaire dollar money. So I think it's. I think this fad's over. I disagree because people forget before GameStop, before AMC. Do you know what this Reddit group was doing? Do you remember which stock they were pumping? No, I don't know. Kodak. Oh, the camera maker? Or the film and camera yeah, maker? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you actually look at Kodak's ticker from Kodak. like a while ago, and you have to look like maybe maybe about like six months or so. I think oh, around look at that. January. Oh, no. There was, they, oh, they did it. They did it this Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, year to date. I was looking. Oh, <laughs> went from $2 or about 3 to 33 There you go. Wow. There you go. So I think, I think, you know, there's been a history of this kind of behavior. Granted, granted, I, don't get me wrong. GameStop is the most notable and likely the largest upswing ever. I, I don't think any other stock will come close to that, especially now that people are more aware of it. But this has been going on a little bit, you know, like a little bit here, a little bit there. I could see other brick and mortars like Macy's, JCPenney, these stores, Gap. They've been shutting down a lot of their retail uh, see, what, Man, what you got to do is get into something that's going to fade after pan the pandemic leaves. Or these uh, stores, right? I, no, I don't think no, people no, no, are gonna no, no, go no. to like clothing stores no, as often. No, 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 no. Right. Like no no no. I'm saying like think a little bit ahead. Let's say um all the vaccinations are sent out and all stay at home orders are uplifted by uh summertime. What in that time period when all the restrictions have been uplifted will be of no more necessity? Well, like I said, I think brick and mortar stores that specialize in clothing, I don't think people are going to feel comfortable putting on or trying on clothes that like other people infected with diseases are also trying on putting back on the rack. Mm. That's number one. Number two, I think cinemas will hit a downturn. I think AMC, you already see it. I don't think people are going to go back to the cinemas as often. That's going to close a lot of these stores, a lot of these cinema fronts, especially the smaller ones to be shuttered because you're simply not going to have enough business. And what else? I I think anything that requires like you to be there in the store, that's likely to be shut down, in my opinion. I think people are going to be doing Instacart for years to come. Um, so you're going to see a lot of grocery chains 
not not too many, but a lot of grocery chains that are kind of out there, like your your John's Market, you know, whoever the fuck goes to John's, <laughs> right? Just like that's gonna get killed. Uh, no, no, hey, you know John's? I think it's part of Bonds. I think they just rebrand uh, or do DBAs. Set that way, um, it could be a little more hipster, like a little bit different. Oh, it's like cool to go to John's, but not yeah. to Vons. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's Safeways up north in the Bay Area, but there's Vons down here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. What, what do you What do you think though? What are some more businesses that aren't going to be frequented as often after this uh, vaccine situation settled? Uh, well, the one thing that I wanted to get your opinion on was Zoom. Zoom oh, like the will, teleconferencing, right? will still yeah. be prevalent, right? Because there may be people working from home more often, yep. uh, as that may become the new norm for many people. Um, yeah. But what that leads me to believe is there's going to be a buttload of competitors that are going to be up and coming, which may be other people you may want to look into. Um, that's something that I like to think of. You don't just think of the company that's succeeding. You think of the competitors or the startups that are rising and come in poaching these uh, successful companies' uh, creators, or not creators, writers and scripters, to basically build a better product. So, you know, you could steal... See the problem. The problem with that logic with this particular application, and that's a great example, but the problem is this. I think a lot of the competitors are already big players. Yeah, like Microsoft so and Google. Um, it's really yeah. Google and Microsoft with the Teams, Google with the Google Meet, and you could invest in them. I mean, Microsoft, yeah, more so than Google because Google's really expensive per share. Mm. But I don't think startups are going to get into teleconferencing, Don. I don't think it works that way. No, no, no. I'm just thinking out loud. What about uh? What do you think about car companies? Um, people, uh, service has gone down because people are driving less depending on if you go in or not most people aren't going in so well but then people may turn up and change to leases or switch up to tesla so that might be a little different huh oh that's another thing to think about with the advent of batteries and the evolution of the technology how long do you take um you know traditional motor companies to last Unless they well, I, pivot I, to electrical. I think this has been going on. This conversation has been going on for some time, even before the pandemic. Sure. Uh, I don't know if the pandemic is necessarily a catalyst for the surgence of uh, EVs. Got it. But Got it. I, I think. Ooh. I think it's an, I think it's inevitable. Okay. You know? I think it's just. Uh, oh, go ahead. You found something. Yeah. Moderna. Yeah. What's going to happen with Moderna? Once the vaccines have been done, I mean, do you think they got stuff in the pipeline? And by the way, who turned you on to Moderna? I did. I, I, I told you about it. Who did I turn you on to? No, you didn't really turn me on to anything in particular. I think I just... Uh, what, so what Don's referring to, about a year ago, um, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe nine months ago or so. Something like that. Uh, I was getting more involved in the stocks, and I decided to focus on the pharmaceutical stocks I got you Jillian, I think. no you didn't i i chose basically Jillian. i chose three different stocks back then it was um i think innovio pharmaceuticals sure uh as the low buying it was like less than 10 bucks i think and then it was moderna for like a medium play 
and then it was Jillian for the slightly more expensive play. And I thought, you know what, let's try these three, and maybe one of them will be great. Um, obviously, it was partly selfish, but also I was thinking, you know, <laughs> the world cares about vaccines, the world cares about treatments for vaccines. I think this only makes sense, right? Like, this is the one thing that makes sense, and it makes you feel a little bit less guilty knowing that the money is going to help these companies do the right research and get the technology and equipment, whatever else they need. That was kind of my thought process. When I shared these to you, you obviously took credit by saying, oh yeah, uh, focusing on one pharmaceutical industry is the right strategy. Dominate that one first. <laughs> I think that was something that you said, like focus on that one, you know, master that. And oh, oh uh, yeah, 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 sector, sector, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sector, yeah, focus on the pharmaceutical sector, do that well and then move on to other ones. I think that was your main advice there. Um, but Moderna, to answer your question, uh, I don't know what happens from here. I think I think for now, if we look at, let's say, oh, uh, can you still hear me, by the way? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, I just heard a, a noise in my headphones. I think my battery's a little bit low on the, on the beats. But anyways, um. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at the six-month view, obviously, it spiked up more recently because it's been approved and it's in like the the hundreds now, probably going to hit 200 soon. I think it'll be a better company for years to come compared to where it was a year ago, but will it remain at like 170 forever? I don't think so. I think with the pandemic dies down, Moderna is not going to be as popular. It's not going to be a hot stock. It's not going to be talked about by presidents, by Dr. Fauci, by people on the news every day. And by nature of that, publicity goes down. The stock's value will probably go down a little bit and settle into a new normal. So I don't think Moderna will necessarily skyrocket with other things in the pipeline. Maybe, but my two cents is probably not. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked at the stock market often just because um, right now I'm doing the slow play investment in the home. I think um, <laughs> basically when that was coming to fruition, that's when all my following of um, the Dow basically <coughs> went down with my dreams. Um, oh, don't say that. It's <laughs> very, it, no, it's playing, the long, it's playing the long-term game, right? So now I'm, my focus has been what will not give me the immediate bang for my buck. How do I acquire land? And it's something I haven't told you yet, but Kelly and I are actually studying for our real estate licenses uh, oh. to eventually become a broker, brokerage over time and acquire oh. land and play, play the long game because mm. I fear in the future, or rather, mm. I'm, I'm becoming an old man where all this new technology is scaring me. It's um, not. It's really it's not. It's not. It's not. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, to me, financially, financially speaking, things are moving way too quick. And for someone that has um, a lot of responsibilities, more so that, that go beyond my own control, uh, you know, that with, you know, a future kid, Kelly, mm -hmm. the house, the mortgage, and all these, these ties that I have, especially with the student loans. Mm. I'm looking more conservative in how to create wealth. 
I'm looking for more surefire ways that mm-hmm. may not give me the double-digit percentage returns I may want, but will at least give me something that's worth value, even if uh, it's a loss at the end of the day. I'm not going to lose everything. If anything, I lose 10% at most. But inflation will pick it up, and I'll just write it off saying like it's net pure dollar wise so yeah I haven't, I haven't been looking into the market much uh i think uh in the future it's always going to be or it's going to be even rockier um in the biotech industry because that seems to just keep growing and growing and growing uh people always say there's a bubble there but that bubble has been getting larger and larger ever since someone said there was a bubble so i don't know um, of course, there's the REITs, if you get into REITs, which is real estate, uh, that's surely going to f- face some turbulence once the pandemic's over, given the rise, especially here in Southern California, um, in demand and less supply and the market rates when it comes to mortgages. That's all going to change in the next couple of years, depending on when the pandemic uh, decides to end. And what's another industry? Those are what I'd be looking into. Pharmacy is always going to be solid um, if you know what you're doing. Healthcare may be solid, more so, and I'd look into healthcare tech uh, because that seems to be the route everybody's going. Not so much brick and mortar. Like hospitals are a dying industry. Uh, I think what will happen with hospitals is it's just going to become surgical centers, more so than places where people stay. Um, I don't know. I think it looks bleak. I, I think you bring up a great point about the market. You have to look at it in two different ways, I think. A lot of people do look at it in the short term for the tremendous gain, right? It's like a gamble. You throw in a little bit of money. You hope to get a lot very quickly mm-hmm. you cash out. Um, your perspective is that of a very mature adult. Mm. And I think our listeners can respect mm. that. Mm, that feels uh, good coming from you. Ah, slippery yeah, deep. One on the board. You have your moments. <laughs> you certainly do. And I, and I give you credit for those moments, for sure. Um, I think uh, there's different ways to accumulate wealth. And I think you captured that conversation very well. And uh, for our listeners, tell us how you would like to accumulate wealth. Are you into real or, estate? Yeah. Like Don and Kelly. Are you into the stock market, perhaps? And Maybe you already have Bitcoin and Doggy Coin and all those cryptocurrencies. Oh, I think I got like five bucks in Bitcoin somewhere. You got to find the hard drive, my friend. No, 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 no. no. I like I like signed up for something and they're like three, five dollars, and I'm like, well, that might turn into something, <laughs> given how much it's risen. But sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, I think you you kind of go through. You know the current events. You go through all these different. Uh, I guess parts of your life and you kind of understand that if you only do one thing your nine to five you likely won't be you might be but you likely won't be financially secure the way you want to be and you may not be able to take care of everybody you want to just by doing one thing I think you always need to find other streams of income and for some people it could be getting into the real estate as a side hustle, maybe even turning that into a full-time thing. For other people, it could be, you know, day trading. I know, I know friends that 
do spend hours every day, you know, checking the news, looking at the tickers, investing, and they're doing the shorting as well. Um, other people, they just have other side hustles, you know, they like yourself, Don. Don is a bit of a renaissance man, because the more I think about it, he's doing many, many things. Many I'm, things. I'm doing too many things. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that's, what make, uh, that, that's what makes life worth living, though, I think. I think you really find things to, uh, you know, work your mind and, and get into all different nooks and crannies, just as a real slippery D would. So I, I commend you for that, for sure. Um, now, sometimes it, it helps to you know, unwind a bit and listen to different kinds of music. I know I'm a fan of alternative rock and, and hip hop. We talk about it on the podcast a lot. Don is as well. He likes the R&B very much as well. One type of music we never really talk about is heavy metal music. Um, heavy metal music to me, I get it. I get why there's some appeal there, but it's just not my cup of tea. It's certainly mm. not my cup of tea, mm. but it is the title at least partially the title of episode seven of Cowboy Bebop, which is called Heavy Metal Queen. So Don, I think you know what to do. Are we doomed to a cold and heartless future in which computer says yes, or computer says no, with the grim finality of an emperor in the arena yeah i never got into heavy metal man um i have a really good buddy of mine that is all about it and for the life of me i hated being in this car listening to that crap i would get a headache every time not even you know adding on his reckless driving on top of it um some people somehow relate it to classical music and i'm part of me is like hmm what like how you know don you got to ask those people the follow-up question the natural follow-up question what drug are they on (laughs) yeah well i was gonna be like oh really i'm I'm just i don't care (laughs) i'm like just turn it off (laughs) 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 yeah yeah. you know because it seems like it's just distortion upon distortion upon distortion with no melody no cadence or it and of course this is coming from me who hasn't really given it a chance i guess maybe something i'll look into um no no let's not (laughs) uh album review (laughs) Uh, straight on move straight on yeah yeah Yeah, man but uh heavy metal uh queen good episode wouldn't you say it, it was a good episode. Would you like to run through it for the fans one time? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me kind of give the full one. Hey, you know what? It. All right. As a little bit of a uh, back. I, I mean, let's freestyle. Don't even look it up. See I don't have notes. But let right, me. So I'm going off the top of my head. Yeah. Episode I, starts I off. Recall. Okay. I, I, I thought uh, with a character named VT. It started off with Faye trying to find somebody. Um, they were, again, trying to do their bounty hunter lifestyles, and they were hunting for somebody with a dragon tattoo. Uh, Faye, who seems to not be lucky with her decisions, uh, thinks that she finds somebody, um, only to go figure that the tattoo was actually of a, a slippery eel, a very cute eel, actually, 
on this very buff man's chest, mm -hmm. uh, leading the culprit with the real dragon tattoo to begin fleeing the scene. This goes on, and uh, we get introduced to someone named VT, and there seems to be some sort of bet. Uh, I, I guess this episode's all about bets and blind bets, or somewhat educated bets, right? You know the letters VT, they gotta stand for something. So people will bet money to try to guess her name. Um, and they go ahead and mess up. And this is, seems to be at a bar. And you can see that this lady is a local there, well-respected. Uh, and for some reason, Spike is there. And what is Spike drinking? Oh, that was a question for me. Uh, that was a, a prairie oyster. <laughs> prairie oyster. And what's in the prairie oyster? I just saw there was like a cracked egg in there. I forget what else he had in that glass. It looked disgusting. Oh, prairie oyster. That, that sounds amazing, dude. What, would, you, would you be willing to try one? What is it, though? Besides the egg, what's in it? So it's a beverage, right? It contains a raw egg, usually more yolk, right? But you have the egg white in there because when you have a hangover, who the hell cares if there's egg yolk when you're already eating a... Or, sorry, egg white if you're already eating an egg yolk. Uh, there's a dash of Worcestershire. Worcestershire. How do you pronounce that? Worcestershire. You're doing a beautiful job. Right. I wouldn't want oh. to correct you. <laughs> Worcestershire. Sauce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a few extra Of course, soldiers. my friend. A <laughs> uh, little yeah. bit of vinegar, yeah. some hot sauce, yeah. uh, a little bit of salt, and some ground black pepper. Ugh. So it's, it seems like it's a it's a nice little umami rich shot that you take. It's typically taken as a hangover cure. Uh, how beats me. But uh, I'm sure it wakes you up. So that's what he was going. So you want to go ahead and finish off the episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's quite okay. Sure. So I think I think Dawn alluded to this. Uh, VT is the, the new character on this episode. And she is a trucker. Um, you know, she is an interstellar trucker, which is kind of wild. Like, uh you kind of see in several instances she has a huge i guess a, a futuristic space equivalent of like a big rig sure. you know hauling cargo whatever it may be and she's well known she's well respected people know who she is uh you know she's in that bar you know she meets spike there everybody else there knows who she is of course and um she kind of develops a liking for spike because spike defends her um, she gets into a little bit of a confrontation. Uh, you know, they're, they're picking a fight with her and Spike kind of stands up. He's still drunk, you know, not really drunk, but hungover. And even a hungover Spike is a badass. I mean, Don, you remember he was kicking butt left and right with his karate chops and flying knees and everything. Hey, man. And, just, uh, just because you know, you're drunk or hungover doesn't mean you can't do things. That's, that's how I uh, tend to trug through life. You speak from experience, my friend, and I know that quite well. And so VT uh, befriends Spike in the moment, but sure. then, but then, it's quickly revealed that Spike <laughs> is a bounty hunter. Sure. And at that moment, VT just sours up, and she's like, "Ah, oh, bounty hunters, worthless scum!" And she just kind of says, "You know what? I don't want anything to do with you. I'm out." But at the same time, Spike is kind of, you know shafted because he looks outside of the bar and his ship is just wrecked like some kids or some thugs outside just went ham all over his ship and he can't even operate it anymore 
So he's pretty much hitchhiking. He's looking for a ride, and VT steps out the bar, and he kind of pities, or, or she kind of pities him. I, I confuse the he and the she because, like yourself, I think when we look at the character <laughs> VT, yeah, I was like, before, oh, she has a, a very, or he has a very feminine voice for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the English dub made a mistake here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like a one bad English dub yeah. episode. Hey, but it, it, it makes sense, right? You know, when you put it all together, it's like it's a trucker. So I get it. Kind of has a, a stockier frame. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So so that's why we, we had a little bit of confusion as to the gender. Uh, identity maybe she's gender fluid i don't know but in any case uh you know she she gives spike a ride and then they go through the cosmos as usual and uh bay in the meantime as don touched on you know she's chasing decker she's chasing decker but then her ship also gets banged up <laughs> and so yeah. you know jet has to come and, and become the responsible one again and, and get their ships into the uh the cargo hold and repair them Spend all this time, you know, looking after their ships and making sure they're good. And, uh, you know, it, it's a situation where Decker, the guy that they're trying to catch now, is actually hauling a lot of this nitro, this this chemical that's very, very volatile. It can easily cause large explosions if mishandled. And, you know, because Decker got into some of a somewhat of a kerfuffle with some of these other characters who were truckers. VT hears it on the dispatch and she kind of calls up all of her homies like, hey, you know, there's this uh, truck with some kind of like dragon or something. Well, it wasn't a dragon. It was like this uh, Hindu goddess, I think Saraswati on the side of the sure. uh, on the truck. I think that's what I remember from the episode. Don, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Yeah, I had markings like, you know, there's a tattoo on the skin. Uh, particular truckers will decorate their particular... Uh, truck trucks like a certain way, right? right? Like decal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, uh, one of these trucker friends of VT says, "Like, yeah, I found him going into this like asteroid belt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like these mines, these mines actually, uh, Inus mines, I think they were called. I'm totally wrecking that. I'm sure. And so they go through. You know, v- VT is is you know trying to chase down Decker to get revenge, right? And uh, at the same time, Spike and Faye they hear about this and they're like, oh shit, Decker's there and VT is there. We got to do something. I don't think they realize how dangerous this mine is. They follow along and then calamity, all calamity ensues. And they realize that, you know, these mines are exploding. The the nitrous or whatever is going to blow at any time. They have to do a very delicate operation to uh, uh, get not only, you know, themselves out of the whole mine, but they also saved Spike because Spike actually lost his ship and he had to use a gun. And wasn't mm. that cool? He had to like fire guns mm. to give himself the backwards momentum <laughs> to mm-hmm. like float mm-hmm. in space. That's one thing that made no sense to me. How is he alive there? How is he like yeah. not well, he frozen? Has, he has a very <laughs> strong lungs. <laughs> That's what I yeah. thought. To, to withstand the pressure, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, so ultimately... Um, you know, the mine collapses and uh, Spike is saved by VT. And Spike, being the detective that he is, he's very clever. He's a very clever guy. He notices that there's some kind of like a like a like a like a watch or like a like a piece of jewelry that has the full name of VT. And of course, Don, you remember what the name is. Why don't you go ahead and tell the audience what uh, VT really is? It's like Victoria something. I don't, I don't remember the rest. That's right, Victoria Turpishcore. Mm. Victoria Turpish. Yeah, no, yeah, just on the I, I, right on the tip of my tongue there. I know. I and of course I looked this up just to just to make sure. <laughs> so and and then it's revealed, oh, 
the reason why VT feels this way about bounty hunters is because her dead husband was a bounty hunter by profession. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, like ever since she, he was killed on the job, basically, she kind of developed this sense that, you know what, the life of a bounty hunter is really, really bad. Like there's just no rules. It's just lawlessness and you can get killed at any time. And that's why she didn't really like the company of bounty hunters, because I think it made her feel, you know, feelings about her, her deceased husband. I think that's the way that I looked at it. Um, and who knows, man, like with the way that the show ended, it almost feels like VT could be a reoccurring character, perhaps even a assistant of Jet. Maybe the, the Bebop will have another big ship, a rig, a space rig for that matter. What do you think the chances are of VT joining the crew to some capacity? Um, I think they're relatively high. Uh, it seems like she's kind of just cruising through life, similar to how Faye was, just taking on jobs uh -huh. to do it. Um, she has a cat. The cat loves um, Spike, so that may be another indication that, you know, it's a, if she follows her cat or trusts her cat's instincts, that might be another guy that you could latch on to now that you lost your husband. Not in the love's sake, but one of those, you know, I've been cruising through life. Maybe it's worthwhile to follow the dreams that my late husband had and join up this mm -hmm. guy who seems to be legitimate and pure of heart because i'm sure um in the scenario that we briefly touched where spike held his breath and used his gun to get to victoria she may have saw something saw some selflessness in him to save the other two women or to put complete faith in these two individuals while sacrificing his own well-being, um, even though that didn't have to probably happen. They could have come up with something else. Mm. So that quick wit and that ability to lead in the forefront rather than from behind maybe something worthwhile, something to at least indulge in and entertain if nothing pertinent has to be done, right? I'm assuming she has to drop off a... A shipment or deliver a shipment sometime soon. Maybe that's where the next hit will be, and it just so makes sense that they all get there together. Who knows? Mm. Mm. No, I mean, certainly possible. Um, I didn't really know what to make of um, this episode at the end because I thought it could very well be a sign of things to come. Like maybe they do get VT in the mix and they continue on trucking, right? For lack of a better expression. <laughs> but then I thought maybe this also could be just a fun one-off episode, just like the one mm. before, right? Like, um, you know, you, you shoot the kid, right? Spike, obviously, by the way, Spike shot the kid several times. I don't know if you know this, but even before the very yeah, end sure. of that episode, uh, remember the confrontation he initially had, where he was in that kind of abandoned warehouse. He was on the ground floor. The kid was on the second floor with the wheelchair guy with the gun in his hand pointing at Spike. They were having a bit of a gunfight there, so Spike would easily shoot the kid <laughs> multiple times. But I only bring that up because I think this is kind of character building. It's further character building for Spike. And Don, you actually wanted to bring up something very interesting about Spike and his relationship with the animals, right? 
Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> animals may be taking a liking to Spike. Quite well, they take him quite easily. And given what was it, uh, the vicious episode, um, mm. we noticed that Spike has clearly a a devilish past, or some would say a beast-like past, that the animal in him was let loose, and now. These animals, as all animals are, are quite savvy to how people hold themselves or other living beings hold themselves without even saying anything. They just know. So I think that these animals gravitate towards Spike because he's sort of a reformed beast of some sort where, you know, he's reached that kind of evolution in manhood where he depending on how you see it, understands life a bit more than what someone typically of his age would be at. So I think there's a sense of calm when it comes to Spike. And I think that these animals can see the full picture that we have yet to understand completely. Yeah. Um, I, I love how every episode of cowboy bebop even though sometimes it seems like it could go in any order right like they could have had the kid episode now and the heavy metal queen last episode but it always reveals more about the characters and that's something i really appreciate um you know jet is just constantly this solid as a rock type of presence for the bebop sure you know mr reliable mr reliable and you love to have a guy like that who's an expert mechanic can fix up Spike's ship, Faye's ship, even though he barely met Faye, he knows all the mechanics, all the electronics of the ship to repair it to some extent. And it's just really cool to see how each of them play the role, yet they kind of need each other too, you know? Like Spike, by himself, I think he could <clears throat> die any day. He is that type of a person. He could get himself into trouble and mm-hmm. not really care about the outcome. And just get himself killed he needs i would say friends for lack of a better word he needs friends to tell him like hey calm the fuck down there's a better way to do things like, you shouldn't rush into it even <laughs> just like this uh trust me i'm speaking from experience like jet even told him that episodes ago mm-hmm. and with Faye, i think you get to see Faye as a different kind of career criminal i i, I don't I don't really want to say Spike is a career criminal, but he has those tendencies because to be a great bounty hunter, you kind of have to know how criminals think. You have to be somewhat of a, you know, on the wrong side of the tracks yourself for many years to understand where would the criminal want to go, where would they hide, what their motivations are. Because he was part of that Red Dragon gang with Vicious back in the day, working under Mal. So with Faye, you know, she's a career criminal. She knows how to talk to people. She knows how to get what she wants. But you touched on something very interesting. She's not always successful. Mm-hmm. She always finds herself getting into trouble. Why do you think that is? Why do you think someone like Faye, <clears throat> who's fully grown woman, she still finds herself fucking up to this day? Just, I think it's a stroke of bad luck. Ah. Ah. Yeah bad luck because she she's doing most of the right things but maybe one decision was incorrect 
causing her to get the wrong result, or it's more like just shit happens. It's a very dangerous li- dangerous lifestyle. You never know yeah. what you're going to come across. Yeah, I think I think she's too, like you said, too quick. Or you, you alluded to it earlier, where uh, Spike tends to you know show there's a better way of doing things. I think Faye jumps the gun quite often and maybe that's worked in the past but uh over time you gotta grow as spike has and realize you know uh there's plenty of fish in the pond you don't have to go after the biggest shiniest one to succeed in life and and this begs the question have they actually made any money because I'm looking back at all the episodes. <laughs> well, they haven't eaten bell peppers and beef for a while, so. Uh... <laughs> well, now, now Faye's just eating up whatever you know stocks that they have. Yeah, like whatever, yeah, yeah. They're... They have Faye eating it up, but I'm just thinking like every episode, whatever mark, whatever target they're going ah. after, Spark ends up dying. Right? It's like yeah, it's like, yeah. So, how are they sustaining themselves? I, I just feel like they're always broke. They're perennially broke, and they're super desperate for the next hit every single episode no idea yeah. no idea how to keep that together yeah, interesting it's um it's an it's an interesting you know group of people for sure and we will definitely be interested in the next episode episode eight which i don't know about neither don nor myself we uh watch the preview of the upcoming episode. yeah i choose not to, to. Be good about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. same here same here um so let's see let's find out what happens and we'll definitely keep you guys informed on the next one um but yeah we we hope you enjoyed our special GameStop Power to the Players episode here where we ran through the stock market and Don taught me about hedging and shorting and, and dreams of real estate glory. I think this was very, very enlightening, to say the least. So until next time, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs, we will see you next time. Take care.